advise you to get off the streets as quickly as possible. It'll soon be a war up there. And we are, as a people, opposed to secret societies, to secret oaths. I know for a fact. And to secret proceedings. Weapons of mass destruction. I have a dream. I take the threat very seriously. A new world order. Your government thanks you for your participation. You are now listening to the world-famous Sofa King Podcast. Please, read from sheets. I am... I am... Sofa King. Sofa King. Now repeat all very fast, please. I am... Sofa King. Faster. I am Sofa King. No, not so fast. Lose its meaning. I am Sofa King. You say funny things. Whiskies. They have a the whistle pig ten year mm-hmm. for eighty nine. <clears throat> it's not bad. <clears throat> Haven't had it. I'm gonna have to try it first. If I was gonna drop, if I was gonna drop eighty nine for the ten year, I'm gonna drop one twenty for the twelve yeah. year. Fuck it. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not going one twenty for. They the got 15. this. They got I'm this not, interesting <clears throat> looking. Yeah, I'm not going ninety in when what I. What about <clears throat> drum drum shambo? Have you ever heard of that? Oh no, I haven't. Huh. Yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm definitely gonna get that fifteen though. The, the Dalmore. Yeah. Super good. Uh, I apologize in advance for coughing and hacking. And I'm telling you, it sounds like it hurts a little bit. I understand it's it not doesn't. deep that's in your throat. It, it sounds like it'd be pulling on your fucking nope. lungs. Nope. You've had a it cough. not at all, dude. Yeah. And like I said, it went away for like a month, and about four days ago it came back, and it just keeps getting fucking worse again. <clears throat> shake this fucking thing. I'm, I'm going to strike your eye, bro. Yeah. yeah. Who are you leaving your uh, Donkey Kong to? Nephew? Yeah, my nephew. Yeah. Then again, I don't know how I'll get it up there. <clears throat> what are you talking about Donkey Kong? Brian Fish will take it for you. Yeah, there yeah, you go. There you go. There you go. He would absolutely do that. We'd, in a he procession. absolutely he would do well, it. Yeah. We're going to take it to your funeral, though, in the procession. It'll just be standing straight up in a fucking there in a truck. And everybody can play it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Huh. It'll be graveside. Top on it. Hmm. Oh, my God. Hmm. What do you know? Matthew D. motherfucking Adams. Yeah. Matthew D. Adams. That motherfucker has so much shit on his shelf that those two over there, the fucking Traverse City Whiskey and the other one, the fucking Harvest Moon that are setting by Willie Nelson, those are his as well. Uh, I just have to figure out how to rearrange the fucking shelf situation for him. Uh, The crowbar can get moved to the back. Number nine can get moved to the back. I don't want to back anything. I want everything front and center. But need to send more bottles and have another shelf. (laughs) True. They don't go on the shelf until there are enough for the shelf. Here, I'll take a sip of that. Might help. Well, I guess if we're doing this. Well, it's the it's the this is the this is the this is the uh, genitalia tingler right here. Genitalia tingler. This motherfucker. This makes your pee pee feel funny. Is that the gin and tonics? The genitalia tingler. (laughs) The genitalia. Yeah. Oh, go ahead. Oh, you're gonna have some too, huh? Might as well. Fuck yeah, my dude. We're gonna cheers it. Yeah, we'll cheers it. Sure. Thanks, Matt. That's all. Yeah. Anytime we're all drinking, we gotta go for it. Mm -hmm. Holy fuck, man. I'm gonna have to say, dude, Dalmore. I don't know if there's better than Dalmore, dude. It's so good, man. And that's the twelve. That's like the bottom shelf Dalmore. Mother, how much is the twelve? That coffee flavor. It's still ninety bucks. Eighty nine bucks. Yeah. We can get the. I'm, I'm buying that 15 for 120, man. God, that's that's good. Yeah. Fucking, so good. My God, man, that's good. 
What is it? I want the 18, though. I mean, this this one is just as smooth, but there's something about the 18. Well, that one's spicier. It's a, it's a, it's a, that's a 93 proof. Like, and I, I know this is silly, but like, I think that the fucking, the, the polish on the fucking color of that plays into it. It does. That shit is like brilliantly copper. Mm -hmm. Like, the color of that shit when you pour it, it's like beautiful. Well, so Dalmore, I was looking well, up. That's well aged. Yeah. That's why. Man. Well, and and um, <clears throat> it, it matters like how they finish, like they change. It, it, I, I'm sure with a lot of whiskeys they do it, but this one's like it starts out in certain casks and then they move it. Right. Like it's like in it's a cherry in cask. Cherry yeah, yeah. And, and then they finish it in something else. And and uh, so whatever they're doing, um, they're doing it right. Yeah, they're doing it right. <clears throat> and it's really good, man. That is a. It's not offensive at all. Like, mm-hmm. you know, even if it's a good whiskey, no. like, there's some sort of offense to it sometimes. Yeah, like, no. you're just like, nope. You know, I, nothing. Uh, you'll probably disagree with me. On the back, back into that, there was a, like a tiny, tiny little bit of skunk, but not in a bad way. Like, I got a little not skunk. In a bad way at all. I could kind of, it's very slight. With like a caramely coffee and mm-hmm. then a little bit of skunk right behind that. Yeah, but it was I feel all, so it was pretentious, like, such a fucking douche right now, even talking <clears> about it in that way. But I have to say, I oh, really so enjoy the, that. The white, yeah, the white oak. And then it's finished in the sherry casks. And you guys talked about the whistle pig. Like I haven't had it yet. And I know you talk the the whistle pig's also made in a white oak, I believe. Really? And finished I in a sherry. I wonder if they still have those things that fucking that so it might be a oh, thing. No. Probably not. What's that? The little ones? <clears throat> that twenty dollar sampler. They might they might have um I'll pull something up the soap, at, I'll pull up the soap card and just buy three of those little That'd fucking be, samplers. Yeah, yeah, if you end up there, get three of them. Yeah. yeah. For sure. Because they're like, I think each little bottle is, is like a good glass. It's not like the little baby goat. Not one. the it's, right, it's a little bit bigger, bigger than those. So, yeah, bigger. so you have, so this one, like it even reads like citrus fruits, chocolate, and aromatic spices, which is the aroma. And then on the palate, uh, Seville oranges, dried fruits, and hints of vanilla pod. Okay. And then the finishing notes are roasted coffee and dark chocolate, which yep. that's that. <clears throat> it winds that out like, and yeah, man. And this is single malt scotch, it which is. I do like scotches. Uh, and I think, like, I like the Chivas, the 18, but the Chivas 12 is nowhere near this quality. No, not in the, the Chivas same 18 is, yeah. is this quality. <clears throat> Grab <Yeah>. it. <laughs> All right. For doing it. Let's see. I'll put it up with the stack. All right. That should make like a Zelda noise when you grab it. <laughs> I'm going to set that up. Fuck it. There's not a lot of shivs 18. We get Brad doing a little drinking. He's going to get all Cuba uh, on us. You're doing it too, Dave? God damn it. <laughs> fix your call. It's fuck me up. I still got to go home podcast. and work after this. The, the Yellowstone fucking hit him with one drink. He was like, boom. It's done. A lot left in that. Oh, man. See, smell that? How much this. is the shivs 18? It's about 90 bucks yeah. for the bottle. For some reason, there's like a stigma on that shivs, though. It's kind of like. Why? I don't know. When I worked at the bar, when I was a bartender, it's well, like it's garbage. Bros got shivis usually. Yeah, yeah. give me shivis and water. Like, yeah, I, but that's some, 12, I know though. some people that are pretty freaking. The eighteen fine is not. And yeah. they still drink shivis. Yeah. <clears throat> the flavor speaks for itself. I mean, it's hotter than the it is Dalmore. hotter. I like it though, man. There's it's a smokier. Smokier. It's a little smokier, but not smoke like smoky works. though. No. It, it's it's very faint and and it's I mean it felt like water going it's like down. A weird apple, like an appley caramel apple smoky. It's it's definitely a different flavor, completely than different. the Dalmore, completely. Um, but man, it's like <clears throat> the same kind of. But 
That smoke is blended back right Yeah, and this is a blended scotch, not a single malt. People hate on scotch. I fucking like scotch. I like scotch, man. I like it a lot. Scotch is probably the best of the whiskeys, man. My stepbrother, like, he don't want anything to do with scotch. Why, though? Has he had as many scotches as we've had? He does, man. He buys whiskey. He tries shit. Like, he's very, I'll be honest. So he's, like, opinionated to the point of, like, being an asshole. I love him. He's my brother. But he's, like, so opinionated that if he finally does say something's good, it's fucking good. Right. Because he's so opinionated yeah, yeah, about yeah. shit. I mean, you're kind of that way, Brad, to be honest. Yeah. Like, you're like, that's garbage. That's garbage. Do I agree everything is garbage? No, I like a lot of things that like you're holding a higher standard for. But generally, when you say something's good, it's because it's it probably going to be yeah. considered good. <clears throat> kind of yeah, like, oh, you could take a hot sauce. And it's not necessarily for everybody either. No, you know, like I, I could say it's garbage, but and I've always told my kids that. But have I ever said anything like, if I'm like, hey, try this, it's good, and they're like, oh, I don't know, I'm, no, 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 try it, it's good. Have I ever fed you some bullshit? Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, have I ever fed you some like shit? <clears throat> and they're like, no. And I'm like, okay, and it'll get them to try stuff, you know? Yeah, like, yeah, and then they're like, oh, it's actually good. Yeah, it's I'm like, yeah, because yeah. I'm not gonna fucking eat it. Yeah. I'm pretty. I used to say I'm not picky because I kind of like simple <clears throat> stuff. Like mm-hmm. my macaroni salad, I like it simple. My burritos, my shit, you know what I mean? Like I like my stuff pretty simple. Like it's not nothing crazy. But I'm fucking picky. Yeah. Like I like ice cream to have a certain texture, right? And I like fucking. You know what I mean? Like I'm, I'm, I'm like very the perfect amount of like fucking. I'm not buzzed. I'm not dizzy. But that I'm like comfortable as fuck. Right I now. agree, one hundred percent. I wish like, that I like could find I'll, this I'll, spot. Like, yeah, I will yeah. pull out my dick. Yeah. and I'm okay with it. I dare feel, you? I feel very good. About I'm not there yet. I got real serious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like nah, nah. But and our podcast though. where we talk about whiskey and other things is brought mm-hmm. to you by El Yucateco Hot Sauce. Yeah, I think we, yeah. It That's is right. our uh, Can't say it enough. primary yeah. sponsor. We love it. We put it on our food. We put it in our mouth. Um, it's good stuff. Um, if you like hot sauce, go try it. If you don't like hot sauce, go try it. Um, if you know somebody who likes hot sauce, <laughs> Brad's going give for it, it bro. Him. That shit's good. That is really that good. That shit is good. I'm not. I'm not. I'm smelling the black right now. This black alley Contego. I'll take it, bro. I'm in a comfortable spot though. Like that's why I'm not touching. It. Yeah. I'm well, like I'm okay. Great, yeah, I'm perfect need... right where I am. I'm, I'm, I'm okay, guys. Well, yeah, I drank two other right shows while you guys yeah. didn't really. Yeah. And I have to go home and work. So I'll just be quiet for a minute, and I'll be and then I'll be okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just really wanted. I've been looking at this. Which one is that? What'd you? This is the Beyond the Beyond Chi Bianchi. The Lost Distilleries. This is probably one of my. This is a blended. Malt Scotch too, which I have a theme. If you don't know, like the like that's a that's a single malt Scotch. This Bianchi or Bianchi Bonacci, I should say, is uh, blended. The Chivas Eighteen is a blended Scotch. Mm-hmm. Um, so I have like those are definitely a blended or a single malt Scotch. Scotch is something i gravitate to right. i feel like it has a richer <clears throat> texture it does I feel like it has like it does sometimes a sweeter finishing note like the coffee and the mm-hmm. and the chocolate mm-hmm. um i think that's something that uh i kind of gravitate towards so yeah and it's made from uh um it's usually barley. It's usually malted barley. Is it? I could barley tell. <laughs> so yeah, eat El Yucateco. If you are, um, if you like the show, um, and you want to support us, uh, uh, an easy way to do it is Patreon. Go to patreon.com backslash King podcast. Um, give as little as a dollar and you get our bonus episodes that we record every single week. So there's like a hundred and, 38 38 or something something of them now so if you like the show that's a whole lot of extra content for you for just a buck 
Um, and if you go bigger, then you get more shit. Uh, and we like to give prizes and do stuff. So uh, thank you if you are a patron. And if not, think about it. Consider it. There it is. And then finally, we are a founding member of the Podbelly uh, Podcast Network. So go to podbelly.com to find out some information about podcasts and to find podcasts that are coming to a city near you. I don't know why, but all of a sudden our live feed has a Facebook user thing. It happened last week, too. We didn't do it on the last episode. Just this whole thing slides thing. in. It's like, Facebook user is live. Right. I'm like, I didn't tell it to do that. Why is it doing that? I can't figure out how to get rid of it. So our topic today is um, Chris Kyle. Mm-hmm. And uh, Brad threw this one out. Uh, what was the... Where'd this one come from to you? I don't know. I was just thinking about, like... I always, like, whenever we think of topics, like, and I, like... And I want to get involved in picking one. Um, I always look up like historical, like badasses or like mm-hmm. sh- badass shit that happened or mm-hmm. like some shit that, you know, went down, like that was fucking crazy. Like, and um, I, I don't know. I, I never saw American Sniper. Um, I, I kind of vaguely knew about the story of Chris Kyle. I knew right. he was killed. Mm-hmm. Um, spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Uh, I knew he was military. I knew he was a sniper, obviously. Right. Um, but I, I didn't really know, uh, I didn't really know anything about him. I right. didn't know, like, it was kind of trendy. Like when, when American sniper sniper came out, it was, like, it, it was very trendy. It was. And so I just kind of was like, yeah, whatever. Like I didn't watch it. It wasn't something that kind of appealed to me, but, um, but I do like, like the military aspect of stuff. Like we talk about military events and stuff. Um, and I just kind of, like I said, I, I, I knew he did some shit. Um, but I kind of didn't know the extent or what happened or, you know, what went on. So I was, I just threw it out there and you go, right. Oh fuck. Yeah, that'll work. I, think I was thinking the- bees, uh, bees and then fucking Chris Kyle was our two. Compl- yeah, yeah. 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 It's like, yeah. Cause bees are interesting. You know, yeah, like, yeah. like the shit was going on with bees. Uh, I, I really care about. I'm concerned about. Um, I'm having fun with like the sun bees. Yeah. Like the science. Yeah. Yeah. yeah the science. Like, yeah. yeah. And, and so Chris Kyle was kind of the opposite. Like that motherfucker's a sniper. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like they had, you know, some some issues and was murdered. So there's kind of that whole, whole thing. There's true a whole crime. Yeah, there's some true crime. There's some there's some military. There's some you know there's some fucking cool shit that went down. Uh, the there's thing, some badass shit. There's some sad shit. You know. The thing that fascinates so, me about it is it's it's like the quintessential war story of the war in Iraq. Yeah. Like it, there, it couldn't like it like if you wanted if you wrote this. If you wrote his story, you would be like, that's too heavy handed. Like, come <laughs> on. That didn't, yeah. that's like, didn't so, really that's happen. not possible. Like, the, what he did in the war, the fucking medals he won. And then, like, the, he gets home, like, you know, again, spoiler alert, he gets home from the war as a fucking hero. He writes a book, fucking. Clint Eastwood makes a movie out of the book. It's a fucking, you know, nominated for Academy Awards. He spends all of his time from that point on using his fame to help veterans who have PTSD who are coming back from the war. Which is fucking awesome. Which he himself had. Yeah. And then he gets fucking murdered by a Marine from the same hometown with PTSD. He's trying to help. And it's like it could like it couldn't more encapsulate what that war yeah, it's, was it's like definitively self-sacrifice too like yeah. i mean you couldn't be more like he cared more about everything and everyone but him yeah. to yeah. his own demise to some point like with his yeah, family yeah, yeah. and whatnot yeah. where it's like i mean i could see that uh that like feeling of like responsibility of duty like 
I, I watched uh, I watched a bunch of documentary stuff, and then I also watched American Sniper, and like the way they portray it when his wife's like, "You need to come home to your family," but he's like, "Hey, they can't wait. We can. Like, I've got time with you guys if you yeah. don't die." But he's like, "But they're literally." He knows that every moment yeah. he's home on leave, that those motherfuckers are like hunkered down in some fucking rooftop, yeah, and motherfuckers are shooting RPGs. And I think that's him. a big it, it's, that's a big thing for warriors. Yeah, you know, well, like, it's one of those things. Every everybody's hero isn't a hero to their own family. True. Right? Yeah. I mean that that's a. It's and a it was true like, thing, with great like, power you know? comes great responsibility yeah. type of situation yeah, yeah, yeah. where he knew that he has this ability yeah. and that he's the Overwatch. He's, he's using fucking, it for the greater good. The, yeah. the time that he's you know, there, yeah. he is absolutely saving lives. You for know sure, what I mean? it's fucking crazy. And I mean, there is there is some pushback. Um, I didn't put a whole lot of it in my notes, but I read some of it and I remember some of it. There were a lot of groups and a lot of people who said, who said he was a racist mm-hmm. and said that he hated you know, uh, the Iraqis and he hated the Muslims and that was why he wanted to kill them all. And I, you know, I even read a, an article. I saw some, um, and you're over there and sure. they're trying to kill you. You're trying to kill them too. And, yeah, and, you're and, gonna talk, and you're going to talk shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You are for sure. But you're going to talk shit. I read an article and there was a, and I don't know what his relationship was. I think it might have been one of his, his COs in the war or something, but he told a couple of stories about him like after his death. And like one of the things that he said was, you know, a lot of people online are saying that he was he was a hate fueled uh, racist. And this guy who knew him personally said, I'm going to say he was hate fueled. Right. And he was not a racist. Yeah. Like he wasn't killing these people because they were Iraqi or because they were Arabic or because they were Islamic. But he had hatred. Yeah. Because they were killing his own people. His own people. Like there was vengeance. There was hatred. That's not. That's that's exactly what I was saying. But it was about like his hatred was towards it's guerrilla insurgents, not towards the Iraqi people. And I would imagine this guy probably. I mean, I can't speak to because I don't know what he thought, but that's probably also like an adaptation and coping mechanism to make the things he had to do possible. It's probably very common in war. You're, you can't. I mean, if you're looking at a little kid with a grenade, and you got to pull a fucking trigger to kill a kid or a yeah. woman. Yeah, you know, that's holding and a I baby. Mean, you have like, to understand you, you that have they're to, trying you to. You have to like, it's kill or be killed. Yeah. Something has to push you over that edge, and you have to justify it in your yeah. mind. And you might psychologically push across, like, "Hey, these people, or this things happen, or they're going to kill ten marines, or I kill one woman." Right. And you have to try to figure out how to like weigh that and justify that. And yeah. in wartime, I mean, the you know basic training advanced training whatever like part of that is breaking you down and rebuilding you and part of that rebuilding has to include the ability for you to kill other human beings and if you like that's typically going to be fueled by something you know or else you can't do the job they're trying to kill you they hate you right and still you hate them and you want to kill them and i'm not going to say he didn't do anything fucked up because there's some weird stuff with the medals that he claims he had we'll talk about that later and i mean like even like an interview that I saw where he talked about different scenarios of where he might hole up to snipe, like some of it like involved like breaking into a home with a family in it and like I mean, sort so, of forcing so, the family at gunpoint to just sit down, eat food and shut yeah, up but so I he mean, can take the shot. Know, yeah. And that's kind of fucked up. You're going to give yourself the best possible, yeah, yeah. you know, but, scenario. And it's, and it's war. Dude, war is tough, man. Like yeah. when you watch, especially when you watch a dramatization that puts it in perspective for you of like, you have to realize like, do those people hate Americans fucking bashing in their fucking door while they're sitting there trying to eat? 
at the same time, you're like, well, it's like a fucking war time scenario. Anyway. That place was supposed to be evacuated, not supposed to be there. But it's like, then where do you fucking go? This is also your house yeah. and fucking bombs right. are getting dropped on you. Right. Like, it's tough yeah. back and forth. Everyone's just trying to live. It's a fucking war. Nobody it's, wins. It's fucking like, tough. Nobody War's, fucking wins. War is absolutely you know fucking I mean? terrible. So, um, so his story begins um, April 8th, 1974. Uh, he was born in Odessa, Texas. Um, and did you, did you ever see the movie? Wasn't, I know uh, Brad said he didn't. Did you see? I watched it last night. Oh, you watched no. it last That's night. what part of the reason I was up till 3 a.m. <clears throat> I haven't seen, I saw it when it first came out. Like when it, I had it, seen it before, but it had been a while. So yeah, I, um, I hadn't seen it in a long time. It's really time. well done, man. I, I yeah, it's Clint Eastwood directed it. Fucking Jason uh, Roskin would back me Rocket, up on this. Rocket Raccoon plays Bradley Cooper. Yeah, does yeah. Ro- yeah AKA yeah. Rocket. <laughs> yeah. Um, he's, that guy's a great actor. He is. He really is a great actor. Deep blue eyes. Although I have to say that, uh, and if you had to suck a celebrity yeah. dick, that's the go-to. Jason yeah, Roscoe, sure. yeah, yeah. yeah, for sure. If uh, if I was going to cast uh, Chris Kyle right now, I would probably go with Chris Pratt because that motherfucker looks a lot yeah, yeah. like Chris Pratt. Yeah. Like, Bradley Cooper did a good job. There's some side by side pictures, does. like front facing. Not so much. Chris and, Pratt would have been good. I don't think it matters what he really looks like. Yeah. No, but I mean, he just he yeah, he really looks like. It helps you embody. He does take on. He's he has that exact accent. He does that weird thing with his lip. That chew. That's did, Copenhagen. Which, I didn't know if it was Chew or if it was. Yeah, they show Copenhagen a couple times. Yeah. Okay. They throw it they, in the movie. They throw it around. Okay. And, yeah. So um, he's the son of a church deacon. Uh, he grows up on a ranch, and uh, they were like he and his brother on this ranch. Um, they had a hundred and fifty head cattle ranch. Mm. Does I mean it just doesn't get more fucking Texas, you know? Um, he grows up on a small cattle ranch with a church deacon for a father. Um, he became. He graduated high school in 92 and he became a professional Bronco rider and mm. ranch hand, oh, yeah. which makes he doubles down on Texas. Um, <clears throat> but his professional rodeo career ended because he had an accident and he, he uh, severely broke uh, bones in one of his arms. Those dudes are crazy. Fucking yeah. getting Fuck on yeah, a bull and fucking thrown around like that. Um, so he goes to Tarleton State University in Texas. Um, and then he drops out to become a ranch hand again. And then finally in 99, um, he joins the uh, the Navy. Navy? Yeah. Okay. Um, <clears throat> he joined the Navy and uh, he wanted to uh, join the SEALs. I don't know. Have we ever done an episode on the SEALs? I don't think we have. No. Not, so, not the Navy SEALs. So it's tough to get in. It's like the toughest of the tough. They take people from every branch. If you apply, you can go to their school and you can. Do we, and it's do we just know fucking, anybody that was a Navy SEAL? I have a couple of friends from high school. Two, yeah. two guys I went to high school with ended up being Navy SEALs. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it's just like the Nick, toughest Nick of the Morrow tough conditioning. One, yeah. And uh, oddly enough, I learned a lot about him and his military career. And I'll put it in the show notes. From like a five minute clip of him on Conan O'Brien. I saw that. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. 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 <clears throat> but so Conan was even asking him, and I didn't know the distinction. But he was like, "So you were on SEAL Team Three? Like, what's the difference between that and SEAL Team Six? Which is you I know, thought it was they, just numerical. Killed, I didn't right. think it was like a hierarchy. They killed because uh, SEAL Team Six allegedly killed um, Osama bin Laden. Thank you. Thank you for throwing that. You're out. welcome. Um, but he said like at like the beginning, kidney failure in a cave when they, when they yeah. created the seals, they created seal team one and seal team two and they were equal, but they knew they needed two teams. And then the next team they created was a team that you had to be a seal and then go through an even worse bunch of shit mm-hmm. to join seal team six. But there wasn't a three, four or five. It was just right. seal team one and two and then seal team six. 
and then they started to backfill because they needed I mean, more and more the teams fuck on seals. Is worse than seal training. Like, what did they make seal those guys do? Seal team six training. Some kind of seal and team six so, hazing. You're so like, he was in three, um, and then he was assigned to sniper ops in seal team three. And he even said in that Conan thing, he was like, you know, at the time. I had absolutely no desire to apply for SEAL Team 6 because of how horrible it is. Dude, there's, there's like, <laughs> but he said, like, now I regret at my prime not having done it. Like, I yeah. should have done it. You, you got to think about this. Like, there's being fucking tough, <clears throat> and then there's just genetics Oh, for sure. 100%. Like, it's like, yeah, I'm tough. I don't fucking quit. It's 100%. Like, but will your body go 36 hours, like, fucking yeah. marching yeah, with yeah, logs yeah. on the beach? You in the didn't dark quit in your mind. Cold, you kind of have yeah. slept. You haven't eaten. You, you're fucking you gotta be exhausted. A like, you have, there's something different about your biology. Yeah. Yeah. In and, order they, and they for know you that, and that's why they do it, because certain people fall. You're like, that's a tough motherfucker, but he couldn't last 36 hours. Right. Just genetically, he couldn't yeah. do it. So, sorry, what? Nothing against you. You just, your body didn't work. can't do it. So, then what makes a seal washout? That's what I'm saying, dude. Yeah. And not make it to seal team six like yeah. that's some fucking brutal shit yeah. right there that's dude. the pudding well, it's the, it's the, the you know seals. jennifer aniston's fucking you know gonna be 60 and still look like she's fucking 30 right you know, it's like, all about she got weird, and, is she doing any like no, weird surgery no, uh-uh. someone said she's, she got weird on the friends reunion uh, but i didn't watch it i don't I know i mean care. the movie she's been in like everything yeah. recently yeah. yeah she's looked kind of normal actually yeah. she looks better now than she did yeah. when she was young yeah. you know so at first they said uh, they rejected him because they said he had pins in his arm and he wasn't going to be able to complete the the training and he would have washed out. Um, I didn't really read what got him to change their mind, but he applied again and they let him in. And then, of course, he, he probably he probably redacted that information. Probably. Yeah. No, I don't have pins in my arm. So in 2001, he becomes a seal. I imagine they go. Like you don't even have to. You just write your name down and social security number, and then they do all the fucking. Yeah, they digging. just look into. They it. know. Yeah. They already know. Yeah. They're like so, when you were eight, you stole a candy bar from right, fucking Vaughn's. Right. You know, he becomes a sniper. And uh, like Brent said, he was like one of his primary jobs was what they would call Overwatch. And it would have been him and a team. And they would be, you know, nearby where a major operation was occurring. And then their job was to make sure that the Marines on the ground could do what they had to do. And he would snipe any threats. Yeah, man. They had to go door to door. Like, I mean, that's just fucking, it's kind of terrifying. Like, and once again, I know this is a movie. Like, I'm going to keep referencing American Sniper and I picture (laughs) fucking Brad. But I think, I think more than other movies, this is going to be, it's going to be accurate. Like Band of Brothers is based off his book. It's as accurate as his book, as his book would have been. If he was embellishing in the book, then that made it into there's the film. There's a scene where they're in the Humvee and they're fucking taking off. And he's like, if there's any um, like male of adult age or something, that, I can't remember how they referred to him. They said, this, these cities have been evacuated. If you see a, uh, a man of, of age of war or something, they said, he is here to kill you. Like, because no one should be in this fucking city. It's like been bombed. It's been evacuated and they're clearing the last. So anyone that's left is an insurgent. Someone with a fucking AK-47 behind a door. Yeah. Yeah. And so they're going door to fucking door. I don't know. Well, there's four tours in the movie. I don't know where all the tours are, but they're going door to door and he's up on some fucking shit and like, they'll be walking and all of a sudden like, boom, body just fucking lands in the street. And they're like, oh, fuck. And they're like, that's Overwatch, buddy. Just keep moving. He's just picking fucking dudes off. Yeah. Like dudes are about to come around the corner of the alley with a fucking like Russian grenade in their fucking hand pop he's taking him out there's a dude up on there with a fucking sniper rifle pop he's taking him out it's fucking crazy dude just picking him off as those dudes walk down the street and like Like they're like bait they're like going door to door yeah basically so and the claim to fame is that and the number according to him himself um and his publishers the number varies 
based on what the current naval report said and you know whatever the long but shot but the the common no the common held um kills that he had oh, were okay. 160 yeah so somewhere between but 150 sometimes they say it was 150 and he even said that at times the navy has officially said it was even more than 160 but the number that they set on is that he killed 160 as a Think sniper. about the weight of that, man. Think like me, you, Brad, pull the trigger on one. Life-changing. Yeah. I mean, life-changing. You killed a fucking guy. Yep. And then you kill 10. It and just like, really depends on the scenario. People. But you're you talking know? about killing 10 yeah. people. It does. 15 fucking times. Because like, yeah. you could do that, and then like the time you have to shoot the kid. You know, like those, that those one would fuck haunts you, up. man. Yeah. And they, they called yeah. him the Devil of Ramadi. Um, that was his nickname. They literally the put streets. posters up all over the fucking city because he had a tattoo on his on arm. Cross. Yeah, and they put his tattoo up. So they're like, if you kill this fucking guy. In the movie, they said 180 grand. In your notes, it says 80 grand. I didn't see anything. He himself on the interview, because a lot of stuff say that they put a on hit Conan on. says it because his wife wants it, right? Well, they, they said that they put a hit on him for $20,000. That's what a lot of articles say. All snipers say. are 20 grand. But that's what that's what he yeah. clarified and some of the articles clarified. There was a hit on any sniper for 20 grand, but his kept getting higher and supposedly it got up to 80 grand. Right. And then he joked on Conan that the reason that I got out of the of the right. seals is because I was afraid that at 80 grand if I went home my wife would have killed me to collect them. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. But um so in his his first so the first invasion, um, he was uh, there was a woman carrying a hand grenade. This was his first kill. A woman carrying a hand grenade, um, heading towards a group of Marines, and according to CNN, because they were embedded and they saw it happen, they said that she was holding a grenade in one hand and a toddler in the other. Oh. God. And she was heading towards the Marines with the grenade. And I could see that happening because, yeah. you know, the... The mentality of what they think, you know, their idealism behind what's going to happen. Like, they're going to be rewarded right. in heaven right. for that so, suicide. Well, not even that, though. It's making them somebody less likely to shoot them. For yeah. sure, you know, like 100%. They're, they're, they're makes them think. Yeah, they're, they're but smart. at the same yeah. time, to use your baby as a shield like yeah. that is fucking just crazy. You know so I mean? he's well, it's or- for the greater good for them. Yeah. For yeah. them, I mean, yeah. like, that's what, that's what the point is. So he's ordered to take the shot, and he does... And he said, um, the woman was already dead. I was just making sure she didn't take any Marines with her. Right. Like she was going to like in yeah. 10 seconds, she the, was in the middle of the, the Marines detonating the grenade. If you're going to run up to 20 Marines in Humvees yeah. with guns and a grenade, right. you're yeah. going to get shot. Yeah. So well, that, or, you're, or, you're or you're blowing yourself up. Or you're blowing up. yourself yeah. up. So he said, the woman was already, de- already dead. I was just making sure she didn't take any Marines with her. It was clear that not only did she want to kill them, but she didn't care about anybody else nearby who could have been blown up by the grenade or killed in the firefight. Children on the street, people in the houses, maybe her child. Right. And well, he absolutely was like, her child. Yeah. Like Marines are going to have to open fire on that motherfucker. She's throwing a grenade at him. But even the like it, it almost sounded and I didn't see anyone clearly state this. It almost sounded like it wasn't 100 percent. That, the that she was bigger. carrying a child or that it was a real child. CNN, CNN didn't show that. footage, but they said it looked like she was carrying a child. Yeah, and the movie they depicted is like probably, I'd say like a nine-year-old, eight, eight-year-old, nine-year-old kid and a woman walking out. She hands him the grenade and like walks with him and like sends the fucking kid oh, and wow. he has to pop the kid and That's then he drops the grenade and then the girl yeah. picks up the grenade and goes to throw it and he pops and then kills her too. Okay. Imagine the real. Oh yeah, imagine yeah, the CNN center. Difference. Well, think about this though. He, he hits that chicken. It's like you literally dropped an infant in dirt next to a grenade. Yep. Jesus fucking Christ! Like, did they pick this baby up? What happens? Did they get right. some adoption thing? I right. mean, what do no, they the do? The grenade's gonna go off. 
Yeah. The grenade doesn't go off though in the movie uh, anyway. I don't know because it has know. to be like like pulled and armed and they're just running with it. I don't know, man. Yeah, CNN, they didn't say anything about that. Like what happens? But it's to that just baby? the CNN enemies. And there's just just endless stories like that. One of them, I don't know that it's in my notes, but he told a story. Um, and this is that guy that said he was hate fueled, but he wasn't a racist. I think it was that guy's article, and it might have been a different article. I can't remember. But he told like he told a story of you know at one point he was doing Overwatch and he saw a bunch of Marines and two of them got shot and they were like writhing in the street like right in front of where the insurgents were. Um, and he and another member from his team ran down and grabbed the two guys and like dragged them into an alley. And, um, the guy was just like the guy that he was dragging was like screaming in pain because he'd been shot in both arms and both legs and the torso. Like one got into his stomach under his vest and he dragged the guy into the alley and he looked at Kyle and said, don't let my mom know that. I was screaming. Yeah. And then he died. Oh, dude. And it's like, fuck. So his mom knows because you know who told yeah, that story. Exactly. And then good like, job keeping yeah, a secret. Good fuck. job. And then like two weeks later, he saw two other Marines in a very similar situation, but even worse fire coming at him. And he was like, I, I'm not letting that happen again. Yeah, man. So he ran down even sooner and grabbed fuck. the guy. He was like, and I couldn't understand the description. He had he was halfway hoisting the guy up while still firing his sniper rifle with one hand, which has yeah. to be fucking hard to so, do. I mean, and what? then eventually he completely ran out of ammo and was just like he slung his rifle and then picked the guy up and carried it, like just taking fire the whole time. Yeah. He said he was just hearing whizzes by his head and pops against the wall. And, and he realize, got him into like, an alley into safety. He is a Navy <clears throat> SEAL trained sniper right. with like special ops training amongst nothing against the Marines, but like amongst basic training Marines, yeah, like just regular they got basic 12 training, weeks, infantry, fucking whatever yeah, they got. Yeah. And they're going door to door with fucking guns, scared fucking kids. They're probably 20. That's what he you said. He I mean? said this kid looked like he was 18. Yeah. They're fucking 18, 24. They're young as fuck. And he's a grown ass man, slightly older. Cause it took him a while to get right. to the, he like graduated in 92, gotten there 99. So he's older. Yeah. You know, so I mean, a, he joined the, he joined the Navy in 99. Right. It probably took him a minute to, to become a seal. So yeah. he's in his thirties at that point probably, in a yeah. fucking special train. So, um, in the movie, at least they portray him going down street level and saying like, fuck this. I'm not just going to sit here. I can't see anything when they get inside. These kids don't know what the fuck they're doing. Right, right. And so he jumps down there and grabs like fucking short arm, like some other rifle has his fucking sniper rifle with him. Yeah. But he starts telling uh, him, let that, me teach you a couple of things. Let me show you some shit right. so we can get in here. Cause those dudes yeah. are like, can the, you imagine? The problem with the problem with the movie is, is the embellishments, you know? Yeah. So, yeah for sure. You know, I know, I, that's something why I keep, of that like, sort could be happening. You know, like he, he obviously <clears> had, that's why I keep prefacing the, the fucking experience referencing to a movie and the knowledge. Knowledge, but what's realistic and what isn't, you know, that's what's hard. Right. I, I almost, I almost, I was going to watch uh, American Sniper, but I didn't because I was like, oh, I don't, I was like, I for one, try not I to saw how long it. it was. It was like eight hours yeah, long yeah. and I was like, holy fuck. Like, <laughs> it's two hours. And then, and, and then no, it's like two, almost two and a half two hours and a half, long. I think, yeah. I think it does a couple things though. It does, it does. Taint it gives it. you the realization, it if you will, it. but yeah. it does give you some empathy um, and some relatability to put yourself in that position from that perspective oh, and, and the d- yeah. drama of it. Because it's one thing to think about, like, and that it. sucks. But man, when you see like that person crying and screaming for their mom, or yeah. like handing you the fucking letter right. for their wife, or like you might, yeah, no, I, I get it. I mean, it, it's it, tough. it attaches like, some yeah. emotional stuff to it. Obviously, there's going to be some drama and some changes and some inaccuracies. 
Um, but I think it's like important to attach it to it just to give you the emotional fucking connection yeah. of how real this is to make you have that fucking empathy for what he had to yeah. go through right. and what all of them have to go through. Right. Yeah. You know? Well, it's like, you know, we know Jeff Adamek. He was yeah. a, uh, he was a, um, what is it? The National Guard Reserve, I think it is. <laughs> I'm trying to put um, <laughs> he's in the reserves for a little while. I'm sure he's seen some stuff. I'm he's sure Coast he's, Guard. you know. Yeah, he was a Coast Guard. We can, no, Coast we can Coast way, Guard. Yeah. Way, he, way crazier. He was a lifeguard. He was a lifeguard. There we go. Lifeguard, a reserve lifeguard. Actually, he in. wasn't a lifeguard. He was an extra on Baywatch season three. Right. That's right. Yeah. That's yeah. right. I got confused. My bad. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm he, sure he's seen he some Hasselhoff stuff. fires he, him. He, yeah. threw, he threw the baby Ruth in the pool in uh-huh. Caddyshack. That's that right. Was, that that's was, that's was. right. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. We have a symbolic of, of him being a piece of shit. <laughs> yeah. So, he, um, the, so at one point, so the, I mean, he obviously, like, embellishment or no this guy obviously did some shit because he won multiple uh, uh medals so and this was the one uh thing that i ran into where people were like some other navy seals were like eh, you kind of said this in your book and you might want to change that yeah, yeah um so the the thing that was in that was uh that's being contested is in the book it says that he earned five bronze stars and two silver stars but according to the the other seals and some stuff from the navy, he won one silver star and six bronze stars. Uh, right. So one, so, maybe he thought one should have been a silver. So star. Maybe I don't know. So I don't know the details in that. I didn't yeah. dig into it deep. To be perfectly honest, and I'm just talking out my ass. Still a lot I don't of stars. Know. I could see that embellishment being something that the publishers did. Yeah. That he, like, the book is in print, and the publishers never put this on the it. back cover, yeah. and at this point, it's in print, and they've made a million copies, and it's a New York Times He's bestseller. Like, Are you fucking kidding and me? And it's like, I yeah. can't really fucking change it. Shit's yeah. already, like, I know how publishing works. Like, you could change it on the second edition, you know? Yeah. Um, but I don't know. I'm, they I'm, went in and changed a couple little, just a couple little I could things. see a publisher, yeah. you know, yeah. making that tweak, but I could also, you know, I could see him doing it, but I'm not sure why. He didn't really have any to prove yeah he's weird it's weird like you said it's probably a publisher thing like and then and who knows what the qualifications are for those things and maybe he's like i did these things they didn't count but i did them you know what i mean maybe he's like whatever it takes to get a bronze star versus what it takes to get a silver star maybe maybe he did it and he's like i'm fucking this is what i did i did yeah maybe Maybe you didn't get it i don't know so one other story that was crazy is that in 2005 um he was uh they were doing um they were getting ready for Iraq's first free election in the country's history and he was protecting um an area called Haifa Street in Baghdad which was known by the uh, soldiers there as Purple Heart Boulevard mm. because it was so fucking dangerous right and um and there was just every Heart day Boulevard. every day there was fucking gunfights in this region and he's doing overwatch there and a group from the Arkansas National Guard um, was there, and he was doing a he was covering them for a two mile stretch on this road, and uh, it was pretty chill. Nothing was going on, and um, he and his team were holed up. And then at one point, he got like someone on the team had a satellite phone, so he got on the phone and he called his wife, and he's just fucking hanging out on a roof and talking. That's kind of wild. I saw that, and they didn't. Yeah. I was like, man, are you giving away a position or something? Should you be talking to your wife? So he's sitting. He's probably in a house, like yeah. I don't know, but he's in there and he's talking to his wife. But he on might the need phone. to call an airstrike. He's like, hold on, I got to call an airstrike. Right. Let me switch lines. 
I guess. Well, satellite? it was just a private satellite phone, I would imagine. Yeah. Probably one of them just owned a sat phone, you know. Perk. Um, so uh, someone fires a rocket-propelled grenade into his position while he's on the phone with his wife. It blows up. A firefight ensues. He just drops the phone and starts firing. She hears. And his wife is just listening to people scream, explosions, gunfire, and then the phone goes dead. And it was like three days before he was finally in a spot where he could fucking call her back. Can you imagine her for those three fucking days? Oh, my God. That's rough, dude. It's tough, man. There's all kinds of crazy political stuff behind all this shit as to like, should you be there? Why are you there? Are you protecting someone yeah. installing a dictator? But it doesn't change the fact of what you fucking do to set the, 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 the problem is, is it's still our people there. Like right. regardless of what the the purpose was. Or and that was always itself, his thing. Like I'm just watching our guys. Yeah. Like, that's my, that's what I'm doing. Yeah. You're, they're like people who are angry at our military, like. I, I don't get it really. Like you could be angry at the heads and you could be angry at don't the be angry government. At the don't be angry at the soldiers who, yeah. who are, who are actually on some level they're protecting you. You yeah. know what I mean? They're, they're doing something. You said in the movie, you said, I do this so that I don't, I do it here. So I don't have to do it in San Diego or New yeah. York. Yeah. Right. And, and that's right. kind of the truth. I mean, can you imagine if it was on, on, on some level, They'd like be kicking in our door. You when, know what I mean? Like when world war three happens and I say happens because it probably will. Right. Um, what's to stop people from coming here, but us, right? You know what I mean? Like our military, us as people, as fighters, um, the people who will fight, will have to fight. Yeah. You know, and, and that's, that's something that, that we all have to come together, even though we have differences, we all have a same common goal and right. that's to keep America, America. Did you guys you know? see the like, thing that that guy posts, someone posted in the group or something and it was about the guy who saved the world. And it was like a submarine captain that didn't fucking launch the nuke on the United States. That uh, I day. saw the headline. I didn't. I didn't read. it. I read into it a little bit. It was, it was like he made not. the decision. Like, no, 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 no. Let's not do that. But like everyone else was like trying to be like, no, no, no. It's time. Like, and I know happen. there's. I know there's. I know there was at least one case where that supposedly happened with an American captain as well. With an and Stop he had, Russian, he had a, a Russian sub. He had a cut off message right. that everybody and there was implying nukes and shit. And he was like, I'm not doing it. Like yeah. the message isn't clear. Yeah. And like everybody on you know. That was Hunt for Red October. Oh, right, right. Yeah. Um, so his sniping, right? So allegedly he killed 160 people. Um, the number may be closer to 150 based on the shooter statements that he filled out. Um, the In American Sniper, uh, the book, uh, and the book is called American Sniper, the Autobiography of the Most Lethal Sniper in the U.S. in U.S. Military History. Um, he said, after the first kill, the others come easy. I don't have to psych myself up or do something special mentally. I look through the scope, get my target in the crosshairs, and kill my enemy before he kills one of my people. Like, that's kind of his stance yeah. in yeah. general about what he's doing. That's a mindset, man. Yep. That's 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 how you, if there's any feelings there, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, if there's any feelings at all uh, and you have doubt, you, you're not going to pull the trigger right. or it won't be in time. And he made you it know. sound like, so like normally if you see like snipers in fiction or something, it's the sniper and the spotter and that's it. Yeah. But he said in a couple of the interviews that I saw that that wasn't the case. We were doing urban warfare. So it was a team. A lot of snipers. It was myself yeah. and my spotter and an entire support yeah. team because once I took a shot, there was no let me displace and go somewhere else. There was a firefight. 
for us to get out of the building. Yeah. Like there was, you take the shot. They know where you're coming a movie from. That will give you anxiety mm-hmm. so fucking bad. Cause they're surrounded in this building. that's kind of central and there's no backup for 20 minutes. And like the other fucking snipers there, he's like, do I take the shot? And they're like, do not do it. Hold, hold. we got 20 minutes. Do not do it. But he's like, has the shot on this fucking other guy finally. And it's like, if you pull that fucking trigger, they know your location. And right. It, just starts, it was like call of duty fucking crazy. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. you start having video yeah. game flashes, but real. Right. And you're like, Oh my God, they're swarming cars. They show satellite images of all these fucking cars showing up. They only have so many fucking magazines. Yeah. They're mm-hmm. like down to one magazine a piece. There's fucking. Yeah. Oh, dude, so scary. That's so that's what he, and, and so he said, like, you know, ideally we would find an empty house. We'd hold up on a, t- a taller building and that would be our thing. But if if our objective took us into a house where there was a family, we would go in. He said we would, you know, we'd make sure that they had we, we'd give them food. We'd give them water. We'd give them chocolate. You know, yeah. we'd be really cool with them, but we let them know, like at gunpoint, you're not leaving this house. Right. Yeah. So they said that if that was the case, if they ended up taking a house that w- that had a civilian family in it, he said we could only be there until about nine in the morning, because by nine in the morning, any of the the Al Qaeda in the neighborhood would realize no one from that house has come outside. The kids aren't out here. No one's going to school. No one's going to work. No one's doing the laundry. Like that's crazy. They know that. You yeah. Know. So they I'd, were be, like, I'd be curious. They were know. like, "There's." And at that point, he was like, "Our cover is blown. So we either have to leave by nine in the morning, or or take the shot." So it was. It was. I didn't like. I just. There was I a, didn't picture it being an entire SEAL team like sneaking into a house to support the sniper and yeah. you know give him cover that wasn't what i what i expected there's a i would there's a guy in the movie like called the butcher or whatever that just fucking drills children with a fucking power drill and shit and i was like oh, man i, I wonder that. if that's part that. of the real story yeah, like maybe. i don't know i'd be interested if the book has that is maybe. that like real yeah it was fucking terrifying because like, if anyone talks to anyone like if you talk to the americans i'm gonna come kill your fucking kids with a drill yeah and like drag yeah, and, them I, and i can see that because it's a scare tactic you know yeah. what i mean it's a scare tactic for sure so uh, and they're, then they're ruthless. I mean, you know half of I mean? you is like, okay, That's, take that side of their perspective and be like, you're entering, a, you're a foreign fucking person coming into their country, into their city, blowing their shit up. You probably killed their fucking uncle or their brother. Fuck yeah, they hate you. Yeah. Fuck yeah, yeah they but they're going and killing their own people. But then you know? you're like, damn, but then also there exists this fucking crazy mentality of culture where it's like, this motherfucker will like carry their baby with a grenade in one hand yeah. and this guy's going to drill they, they their behead, own people's head, children's they, head. Yeah, they street. behead each other. They stone each other. That, you fucking, know what I mean? Like there, there's a know, different it's a, different, it's, it's a different culture different for culture. sure uh, it's the same thing like you have um you know th- they just don't have the like us as people like even the even our crazy people have some sort of like there's like a code you know what i mean like at, when we go to war you know like there's a code there's a there's a there's a war code of conduct right that you don't you don't do these things to yeah we prisoners follow, so you know ideally yeah. we follow the geneva Convention. yeah the geneva convention you know that's the code it's, i mean the but, problem that happens is morality is based off of your religious belief so yeah. like if your religious belief supports yeah. this version of morality like you're going to follow that because yeah. that's the ultimate truth who cares about man's law like this is this thing if i, blow I mean look at the vikings up, you yeah. know if viking culture existed today they would be some scary motherfuckers oh yeah you know based Doing the their, fucking their hardcore the, belief system, doing the flayed open back eagle, yeah, fucking exactly. you know, just yeah. raping and like yeah. war yeah. equals my chance to go to ultimate heaven. Like yeah. death in combat yeah. means well, I and, go by, and that's the same thing. Yeah. That's the yeah. same thing that they have right. as far as that. Like if they go and blow up some Americans, like that, they're they're solidifying their space in you know right. heaven. 
percent. And that isn't again. That's a that's a subset of Islam. Yeah, that's not true for everyone who is no, Islamic no. by any means. No, you it's know, just like there's extreme Christians. Their propaganda. You know, yeah. they can. They, you know, their recruiters are very intelligent. They know that this guy who just turned 17 lost his entire family in an American bombing. And that's the guy I'm going to try to fucking brainwash to fucking walk down the street yeah. with a bomb on his chest. Well, like, and there's, there's, there's extreme pick. Christians, you know what I mean? For there's, sure. there's extreme in every, every religion. religion. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And there's extreme in not in religion. There's right. just, you know, there's right. just people who are fucking crazy. One of my favorite little off, the, like in, in the uh, Starship Troopers movie, there's like a little backstory. They end up being there, but they like one of the things because I always do like the news reels that show yeah. up in the middle of the movie. One of the news reels is about this group of uh, Mormon extremists mm-hmm. who are like killing all these people. And it's like it's just meant to be funny because there aren't Mormon extremists. Yeah, 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 yeah. But it's like, give yeah. us 100 years and there will be. You but, know and, and, I mean? and that's the thing. Like Mormons are a subset of Christianity. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Like not all yeah, yeah. have it's that. It's just a matter you of have, time. You have Christians over time that killed and murdered For and sure. maimed people. And then yep. you have Christians who won't kill. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? Like, exactly. so there's that, exactly. there's that entire, there's exactly. an entire, you know, philosophy that that's different within the cultures. Yeah. So, so when it comes to sniping, his claim was that, um, he wasn't, he wasn't like he's, I might've basically, he says I might've gotten the most kills of any sniper, but I am not the best American sniper. Yeah. And he specifically cited, uh, Carlos Hatchcock from Vietnam who got 93 kills and he got 93 kills with some old ass iron by sight. himself with an iron sight. <laughs> yeah. He was like that guy. He, was, scope. he might have had. Yeah. Well, no, he had a scope, but yeah, yeah. he didn't have a. I don't think he had a spotter. He didn't have a I think it was just him in the tech. jungle. Yeah. You know, and he's not in an urban environment where there's people everywhere. They and he got, got 93 have, confirmed kills. They have scopes now that that you can see fucking miles. Oh, yeah. And it does projections for mm-hmm. you. You right. click the button. Yeah. Hit but, the and thing, he talks. Tells you your windage, yeah. everything. He talks about the ballistic there. computers. Yeah. He's like, you just enter data in the ballistic computer. Yeah. It tells you exactly how to line up your yeah. shot. And he even said, like, I'm just a monkey pulling the trigger. Right. Like, all the software tells me exactly <clears throat> how to angle my shit, yeah. you know, and then I just squeeze the trigger. Yeah. Um, but even saying that, I think he's downplaying his own skill because I'm sure, sure a lot of those yeah. shots weren't some super crazy extreme. I need a ballistic computer. It was a, that guy's a block away. Yeah, right. Or he's 400 yards yeah, and he's right yeah. there and I got to shoot his ass. Yeah. Um, so he leaves the military um, in 2009 and uh, he um, ends up uh, having uh, depression. He ends up in um, uh, here it is. He 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 was shot twice. He went through reconstructive surgery on both of his knees. He had high blood pressure from stress. He had impaired hearing and damage to his right eye um, from all of the combat. He had insomnia, nightmares, road rage, uh, PTSD. He became an alcoholic. Um, he totaled his SUV and was arrested for a DWI. He assault. Uh, he was arrested for assault after a bar fight. Um, I didn't see what it was, but apparently he told some stories that got him in trouble. And Jesse Ventura sued him for one point eight million dollars. Oh. I mean, Jesse Ventura was a seal too. Right? Jesse Ventura was a seal. So maybe he either divulged something or he told some story. I think that wasn't it was defamation story? against Jesse Ventura. Is what it sounded like. I'll look up. A little it was a defamation lawsuit. Hmm. 
So I'm not sure exactly what it was. Um, but eventually he um, wrote that book. Uh, he got help. He overcame a, a lot of his demons. And then he, you know, I, I think it's fair to say, I mean, one of the articles I read kind of made this comparison, but I think it's, it's similar. I think it basically said that writing this book and start, he started, he started a security company and he started a a company that was basically there to help vets who were either physically uh, disabled or suffering from PTSD, help recover themselves and get back into normal Mm -hmm. society. And the article basically said it was exactly what he did in the war. Like in the war, his job was to look out for the regular Marines on the street. And they were like, now that he was out of the war, he still made his mission to be looking out for the Marines in the street. You know yeah. what I mean? Wow, dude. So just for definition, that's all it is, is that Chris Kyle claimed in his memoir that um, he would caught he was caught Ventura in a bar talking shit about Navy SEALs or the military in general and punched him out. And Jess Ventura's like, that's bullshit. That didn't happen. One point that's kind of a, that's a million fucking, dollars. That's a big fucking deal to say about Jesse Ventura. I know, but damn, dude, it's one point eight million dollars for saying you kick some guy's he, ass in a did bar. Did he win though? He won. He got one point eight million dollars from Chris Kyle huh. or from the state publisher. It was, after, it was after the fact. That yeah, it was probably after the after the book and everything. Yeah. But it's I mean I'm you're I mean his entire reputation is built upon being a seal, being a patriot. Being fucking yeah, macho said, and it said, tough. Uh, Ventura contended like, that the incident <clears throat> never happened and the passage ruined his reputation among Navy SEALs, right. whose reunions he routinely attended um, after serving with the SEALs during the Vietnam War. Yeah, I think that's bigger than saying knocking a dude out in a bar. Like that's like that is defamation. Like the, his entire life. That's it. Really happened. Right, right. And he just for couldn't sure, prove that, sure. you know. But his entire livelihood is based upon the shit that he just shot down. Yeah, and this is know. Reddit stuff, but like this, someone else followed that up with a couple other things that Chris Kyle lied about: shooting looters in the New Orleans um, from the top of the Superdome in the aftermath of Hurricane Katrina, and killing two men that tried to carjack him at a gas station near Dallas. Mm-hmm. I don't know, man. Yeah, well, I don't know how true the the soci is on Reddit. Yeah, well, we'll. I didn't run into any of that stuff. Um, There's probably yeah, a lot so, of stuff. I mean, but but where's yeah, the backing yeah, on that? Where's sure. the you know what I mean? Like it's people people talk. Who knows what's true? What isn't? The things you do know are true are the things that are you know been proven. Right, military so, record, etc. Yeah. Um, so he uh, he yeah. So he ended up in Dallas, and there were. 13,000 veterans with PTSD um, in the Dallas area. That's where he killed those um, two guys. Yeah, that's supposedly. right. Um, but so he started a group called the Fitco Cares Foundation, which gave uh, fitness equipment to wounded veterans so they could recuperate at home. Um, so he starts he starts doing some, some pretty good stuff. Uh, he becomes very outspoken about gun rights. One of his, uh, uh, where is it? I had a quote, but I can't find it. Um, but he basically, uh, as it, despite what your mama told you, violence does solve problems. That's it. Yeah. 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 And he's very yeah. outspoken, uh, you know, uh, for gun rights and making sure everyone can own guns, et cetera. And he, he thinks that's a fundamental part of protecting ourselves, et cetera. So that's yeah. all part of his platform. Um, and, and, uh, but American sniper comes out in 2012, uh, blows up. It becomes a surprising New York Times bestseller. 
um, you know, again, he does fucking Conan O'Brien. Clint Eastwood buys the rights to make his movie. Um, and uh, he uh, basically, I mean, if you're a New York Times bestseller and your book has been leveraged by Clint Eastwood to make a fucking movie, you, you're wealthy. Like you've got, yeah. you've, you've, you're probably, you've you're probably well got off. a good couple of million well dollars off, yeah. from that little run right there. Um, you have enough money that you can pay Jesse Ventura $1.8 million. Yeah. Let's put it that way. Um, the publishers might have paid it or something. Too, I might have been after the know, fact, too. Yeah. He's, he was already dead and Jesse's suing him. No, I, think, go I, I think it did say the estate or something. Well, it, the, it, yeah. the lawsuit probably started when he was alive and then was yeah. still running, you know. So, meanwhile, enter. So, Jesse Ventura benefited from Chris Cowell's death. In a way. You have to follow the paper trails. Yeah. Or, follow the money. In a way, or. There's something happening here. Yeah, we might we might be able to get to the bottom of this. Yeah, we might we, we might be on the top of something. Here. Yes. I'm not saying anything bad about Jesse. No, <laughs> um, not so, yet. I heard he loves Navy cut, SEALs and the military. Yes. Yeah. Cut to this guy named Eddie uh, Routh. Ruth. Yeah. Ruth. Baby Ruth. R O U T H. Ralph. Ralph. Probably Ralph. So he's thirteen younger, thirteen Ralph. years younger than um, than Kyle. They went to the same high school in Midlothian. How is he 13 years younger and went to the same high school? Oh, not a different time. time. That's a realm uh, of nowhere. Exactly. Uh, Midlothian uh, is completely Mid-Lothian? a realm of Midlothian. A lazy yeah. little village. Yes, exactly. Um, Midlothian, where they make bread. So uh, Ralph enlisted in the Marines at, in 2006. He became an armorer. And he his main job was to repair uh, weapons uh, uh, that were damaged. Um, they shipped him out to Iraq in 2007. There's no evidence that he saw any combat in Iraq because he wasn't on. He wasn't infantry. He wasn't a foot soldier yeah. on the ground. He was a repair <clears throat> yeah. technician. He got stationed on board the USS Bataan, an amphibious assault ship, um, for uh, just over half a year in the Middle East. They really have to put amphibious in there. That's like, kind of cool, yeah. A it, ship. Yeah, an amphibious no, because assault ship. It goes on the line. It goes on land and sea. That's yeah. kind of fucking cool. You can so drive that come up to like the shore. And everybody will it's jump like a out tank. You can drive all the way up, and then it fucking goes off into the water. So, and then he served. And it should be for, an amphibious assault tank, maybe. not ship. I'm gonna that's look it up. There's a picture of that thing. The USS Baton, three A's, split up by a T. Got it. Um, and then he served four months. That's not amphibious. <laughs> amphibious assault. It looks like a fucking aircraft carrier. Baton. I don't know. Yeah, it's a boat. It. God damn it. it. Says it right there. USS, USS Baton. Baton. Huh. Amphibious assault ship. Yeah. Right there. It's Two probably it. It maybe they're probably, saying it, that's it a is fucking a, aircraft Maybe they're saying because it it's a fucking floating island. Like it is land moving on a ship. It well, its goal is to probably dump a shitload of Marines on the ground. Wasp class, it yeah. says. Yeah, maybe that's it, that it deploys. Yeah. Like, <clears throat> that would be it's, my a, guess. it's a fucking air, airline or air, aircraft carrier. carrier. So then this guy, Ralph, serves for four months. Um, the reason I'm talking about this guy is because he fucking murders Kyle. So if you're like, who's why is Dave talking about this guy? Um, Stay tuned. Yeah. So he ends up, and this might be the thing that fucked him up. So after the earthquake in Haiti, and if you don't know much about it, we did an episode on it not too long ago. Uh, so you can go back and see exactly how horrible it was. He was a oh, the one where Wyclef Jean screwed over his own people. <laughs> exactly. Hmm. He was. 
assigned for four months as part of the human humanitarian efforts. Humans. Human and <laughs> human. Uh, human. Human. <laughs> he came back and his father uh I think during the trial said that that uh Ralph uh was fishing hundreds of bodies, men, women and children out of the ocean piling them up and throwing them into mass graves and that it fucked him up. Fuck, I um, bet, dude. Yeah. I know uh, one of my friends was in the Coast Guard and that's what they did, man. They just fucking pulled bodies out all the time because he was in like SF. So it was like they just like pulled Haitian out suicide side. bodies every yeah. fucking like day. Fucking, oh, suicide bodies? Uh, yeah, I thought it was like people trying to come over. Um, so he becomes a civilian again. He can't keep a job. He's acting uh, erratically. He's saying weird things. Um he w- at one point he told his family. I heard at one point in time he said strawberry pop tarts were better than brown sugar and cinnamon, mm, which is that's ridiculous. I don't know. Someone should have like, like that should have red flag right there. I used to love strawberry, and now I'm I'm a blueberry guy now. Really? Blueberry, no yeah. way, dude. And You're I hated, suspect now. I, I hated. Don't, safe. don't let I hated, this man around listen guns. to me. Listen to me and take these words in. I hated the brown sugar and cinnamon pop tarts. No guns for this guy. But yeah. I do like them now. They are delicious. Oh, you like them now? But blueberry, though, they're delicious, too. He's back on no guns. Yeah. I love Pop-Tarts, and they're not vegan. Yeah. Oh, that sucks. It fucking it's really so, sucks. It's terrible because, like, they're they're not very good. What you know what I mean? Like, they're not fucking very good. Have you ever seen the good. video where they let, like, fucking people from Europe try Pop-Tarts? Oh, yeah. And they're like, this is fucking, like, sugar cardboard. Yeah. This yeah. shit's gross. It's fucking fantastic. They're dude. not They're not the really that good. With the little crispy sugar built into the frosting. What's in them? There's fantastic. milk or something? Well, it's like... It's the, the, uh, the... Starts with a G made out of pig's gelatin. Gelatin. Oh, gelatin. I was going to say, I thought you were fucking around. I wonder if there's a vegan pop tart. It won't be the same, but there's like not. an alternative. There's not there even like be. the organic. I you can make it. Like you can, you can make dough out. Well, yeah. they're just yeah, pastries. They're just they're just fucking yeah. tarts. I mean, if you are. made them, they'd probably be a million times better. But it wouldn't be a pop tart. No, they're like, terrible. You know what I that's mean? That's what I'm saying, though. They're yeah. not very no. good, but they're fucking good. And like, especially being a Battle Creek kid, fucking Cereal City, home of pop tarts. Like I fucking grew up eating that. Like it was fucking part of life. Yeah. And then when my mom worked at Kellogg's. She basically like she worked in uh, uh, public relations. So people would write in and say, oh, I found a staple in my fucking, you know, Cracker Jacks or no, they don't make Kellogg's that make Cracker Jacks. Apple this Jacks. This says as long as they don't have the frosting, they might be vegan. No, uh, all of them that I look at have, have gel- gelatin. But anyway, the she would like she would give out like she would write a letter back and give them like two or three coupons. And the coupon was good. For any Kellogg's item of any size. Yeah. Just free. Yeah. So it was like, and she would just come home and just hand us a stack of them. So yeah, you would just go to the store and get like big the ass fucking jo- You'd go to like the equivalent of Costco. 36 would, pack. Yeah, exactly. yeah. It's like, here's the, and everybody would always like have to stop and like triple check the coupon. They're like, this is crazy. It's like, yes, it is. And it was like, there was no limit. Yes, it is, ma'am. And I would just, you'd walk out with a cart full of fucking cereal and pop tarts yeah. and just fucking go, eight go home and get the beaters. Yeah. There's something about, something about fucking like Cheerios, man. Like honey nut Cheerios with a banana in it. Fucking love it, dude. I can't do banana and cereal. I I, I love it. Just it. in just in Cheerios though. Like hmm. Cheerios and I could see it working more in Cheerios. Yeah, honey nut Cheerios yeah. with well, even regular Cheerios. This says plain unfrosted Pop Tarts do not contain gelatin. Damn, Dave. I don't know. Do you have well, I really don't want to eat a plain unfrosted Pop Tart? Yeah, that's either. true. Like that's like not what you I mean, want. 
So I guess the gelatin is in the frosting. It's frosting or something. Hmm. It's what they're saying on here. There's probably milk in the frosting or something. Because every, some every box I've ever picked up and looked at has gelatin in the ingredients. I'll look again. Things change. I mean, sometimes yeah. things be they well. They've definitely the changed. They, they definitely yeah. have changed yeah. the recipes. So anyway, at one point, Ralph, oh, a, tasty, uh, a tasty pastry by Legendary Foods. Mm, no thanks. Ralph ends up uh, telling his family that there was a tapeworm that was devouring everything that he ate. I mean, that could have been true. People and uh, he talked about killing himself. So his family members took away all of his guns. Um, he gets admitted to the VA uh, because of his PTSD. They give him a bunch of antipsychotic and anti-anxiety drugs, and then they let him go. Um, he starts to drink heavily and smoke a lot of pot and self-medicate. Um, 2012, the cops picked him up walking down the road incoherent, and they took him back to the VA hospital. Um, and they said that he had depressive illness and psychotic delusions. But again, the VA uh, gave him medicine and discharged him. I'm not even saying, I mean, this is no judgment on the VA. They're understaffed. They fucking have 13,000 13, people yeah. that they're trying to treat. What are we supposed to fucking do? Um, he got a little bit better for a while. He uh, met a girl named Jennifer Weed online. <clears throat> they briefly lived together, but she ended up moving out. But they stayed together. Um, and when she talked about his time in Iraq, she said that he said, I've killed before and I'll do it again. But there, he has no sign of having done any combat. Right. You know, so in, do we not know there's some hidden body yeah, somewhere? Exactly. Or is he just, or he, can, he also thinks there's a giant tapeworm. In his exactly. Stomach. Man, mental health is a fucking scary thing, man. It is, man. Especially for someone is. who has some military training behind it. Yep. You know what I mean? It's fucking, yep. it is really scary. So in uh, January of 2013, he holds weed and her roommate prisoner um, with a knife. And then when the police got there, uh, they took him back to the VA hospital again. They kept him there for five days um, under watch, and then they let him go. Um, and then at this point is when he gets, which this is like an unfortunate event in everyone's lives. So Ralph's mother um, pled with the doctors at the VA, do not let my son go. Like, don't let him out. He is scary. not yeah. like he he's he can't do it. He's don't let okay. him go. He's yeah. not okay. He needs to he's be a, he needs psychiatric care, et cetera. Um, they they let him out. So she her two kids attended the same elementary school or no Kyle's kids yes. attended the elementary school where she worked. worked. So she and he's famous at this point. The book is out, et cetera. She knows he he's doing veterans. work with veterans. And she goes to him personally and says, hey, my son is really fucked up. Can you help him? Yeah, which seems yeah, logical. Exactly. That's what he does. It's just, man, if you know like a little bit of fucking homework, you know this guy's yep. fucking crazy. Like, So he says he's going to reach out to, to her son. And then so the night before they meet up, and it's not clear, like no one has a record of what was discussed. Like when he reached out to Routh, what was said? What were their plans? When were they going to meet? I mean, no one's his, really, no one really knows. That's his MO. Like they go fucking shooting guns because it's like they're ex vets. It kind of lets, lets them have their fucking like that edge again to like yeah. experience that adrenaline. Right. Yeah. That's that, true. That's his that's thing. True. That's what he, it's known. That's that's yeah. his method. Right. Um, it's not like they were going to go fishing. Right. You know what I mean? It's like wish they could have. Yeah. So the night before, um, he was drinking Texas Crown whiskey, which mm. I'm now very curious about. 
Texas Crown. Yeah. Why do they list that? That's like a weird I don't know. Little, like, it is a weird detail. Product placement. Yeah. Um, and uh, his girlfriend visited, and he proposed marriage, and she accepted. And then oh, it was very cheap. Very they cheap. didn't sleep, and uh, he got kind of crazy and uh, insisted that we'd leave. So I proposed to her, and then didn't sleep, and then woke her up and kicked her out of the house. Um, like you do with your new fiance. So weed calls Ralph's uncle, uh, James Watson and says like route, he's really on a bender. You need to go over <laughs> and fucking calm him down. Right. So his uncle, uh, Watson goes over to calm him down and they started, his uncle started calming him down by playing biblical hymns on his phone that's some some Texas shit, I guess. Maybe, I don't man. know. I mean, there's a lot of people that resort to that. Like, you know, yep. that's the thing. That's and especially for people that are addicts or recovering alcoholics. And this by this point, it's the morning, mm-hmm. right? So he plays hymns to calm him down. Uh, Ralph says, "Do you want to smoke a bowl?" So they go out back and they both smoke some weed. And He's, then my girl's name's Weed. Don't yeah, talk exactly. Me. Like, so, but they're just him. sitting there hanging out. He's finally calmed down. And his uncle said, <clears throat> Ralph he loved just, weed so much he was going to marry exactly. him. Exactly. He said, Ralph just stood up, uh, walked like away, and he heard his truck start up. He and he just fucking already, drove right? off. Like, well, but he didn't like put his dog up. He didn't say anything. He just fucking peaced out. And he was like, that was weird. So, Kyle and his friend Chad Littleton. That sounds right. Yeah. Littlefield. Um, meet up with Ralph in their front yard uh, to take him shooting. And I read about this this area. So <clears throat> I guess there was like a lodge and he would take vets up there and they would they would each get a room at the lodge. And then right near the lodge was a shooting range. So they would go up. There was like fishing up there. There was like camping. They'd stay at this lodge. And then uh, that was like the regular thing. And he said that uh, normally the they would drive up and like part of the bonding process was they're driving up here and they're just busting balls on each hey other. Hey, man, you what know? unit just, were you in? So, yeah, what branch were you in? Where did you serve? How much like, time did you spend yeah, there? Yeah, exactly. You got and kids? And they, they get up there and he said that while, so Kyle is driving and his friend Chad is riding shotgun and on the drive up there, Kyle texted Chad while driving, this dude is straight up nuts. Fuck, man. But then they still take him shooting. Take some guns. Well, well yeah, I mean, they're, they you have know. sympathy for his position. And you don't for need his to fucking state, surround him by a bunch of guns. Yeah, no one thinks you're going to fucking take this yeah, dude. Yeah, I mean, crazy. You yeah. Guys, though. You just yeah. don't think that's going to happen. No I one guess. thinks you're going to die. That's going to happen. But yeah. he might like, think he's nuts, but he, he's probably not afraid of him. Yeah. Think, you know what I mean, think about what Chris Kyle has seen. The yeah, situation has been his fucking stress levels up here. True. Like his surge protector pops at yeah. this fuse, right? Yeah. He's fucking down here. There's yeah, like yeah, nothing yeah. plugged into the strip right now. He's like, whatever. I've, I've killed all these people. I'm not, he's not afraid where we're afraid. His alarms aren't going off. Yeah. And, and so he gets to the lodge. He calls his wife at three o'clock. It's the last time they talk. And uh, she said that he was um, that normally he was like really excited at this point in the day because he was going to finally help somebody. But he said that when he called her, he just sounded really fucking irritated about the entire thing that was occurring and what he was doing and all this stuff. So February 2nd, 2013, um, they uh, 
go out there and they um, apparently they called they called the lodge and they said we're going to go shooting for about 45 minutes and then they went down that was at three o'clock they went down there um, they had rifles handguns you know multiple handguns uh, all kinds of stuff they go out there um, Kyle and his friend Chad Littlefield both have uh, 1911s like holstered. holstered yeah and uh, they get out there and uh, the they don't know exactly what happened or what the timing was or whatever <laughs> but at some point because what's um, kind of trip like those are both trained dudes like the both the weapons were holstered when they were found yeah. like safety's on yep. didn't have time so to pull it drop on even though the the little Littlefield yeah yeah Littlefield had like seven shots yeah so dude had to be like pop 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 meanwhile like Chris yeah. Kyle hears that maybe his back's turned he thinks he's shooting True. at the target that's that's kind of what he's I'm actually thinking. shooting the that's other kind of what I'm thinking if he had his fucking head you know his yeah. his ear protection on and he's fucking if he's looking down range Here's and then he pop, fucking pop, drills pop. his friend he just thinks he's shooting at the next fucking lane over yeah. you know where are you hitting bro i don't yeah, see exactly it. oh shit um so ralph during the trial said that it bothered him that littlefield wasn't shooting and yeah. he said it somehow made him think littlefield was a threat like and that was him. why yeah. he shot him first um but he grabbed a nine millimeter uh sig and uh a springfield 45 and apparently he just fucking emptied both of them into him. So he shot Littlefield first. Um, yeah, seven times in the back shoulder, head in hand with Gosh. the nine millimeter. And then Kyle was hit six times in the head, shoulder, chest, and right arm from the Springfield 45. Um, they both died without drawing their pistols and with their safeties on. Um, the and I think Kyle was from, uh, face down. So yeah, he was maybe, face down. I don't know if he got shot in the back, but probably he fell that way. Like yeah. usually we're going to fall with the momentum. Right. Well, he could have been backed drop. up and then dropped to the knees and fell face yeah, forward, true. you know? So he reloads, he reloads the SIG SIG. Uh, he grabs a little field cell phone and a rifle and uh, gets in the truck and drives off. And, no one thinking anything's wrong because there's shots fired on a shooting range, you yeah. know? Yeah. But finally the person at the lodge realizes it's five o'clock. No one's been firing for a while. What they, what he called the Bravo flag, which means that someone's there and actively right. shooting was still up, but no one was shooting. So the, Either. and he, they came up here all the time. So at some point, one of the employees was like, that's fucking weird. What's going on? They forgot to put the flag. Down. Yeah. And just yeah. walked by to check on him and then walks in and finds the bodies. So they call the police. The police call the Texas Rangers. Uh, the Texas Rangers show up with what I think is the most Texas Ranger thing I've ever heard of, which is black pants, black they, boots, black hat. They pull up with an ex horse trailer that had been turned into a meth lab that they captured in a meth raid and then converted into a mobile Texas Ranger CSI unit. Hell yeah. So I was confused when I read that. That's about read, as Texas Ranger okay. as I read it that in your notes. I was like, maybe they had just finished busting some tweakers or something. No, I, it, was it, like, notable? it was just, that's just the, <laughs> yeah. The, like, so it's a horse trailer why turned into noted, a meth though, lab. Like, this the article that was giving awesome. a lot of the details. It, it was a great article. It was yeah. just full. I think this reporter dug deep and like he yeah, was the I mean, one. Why would you leave he that knew out? What whiskey, it was. That's a great detail. Yeah, yeah, I was like, well, that's the Texas shit. Crown whiskey is actually 
Canadian whiskey. Oh, okay. Oh, is it? Yeah, it says it says Texas Crown has like oil derricks on it. And I guess it's a rip off of Canada. Of, it's a rip Crown off Royal. of Crown Royal. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's really cheap too. Yeah. They mentioned all that, then they didn't even mention Chuck Norris was there. No, he was there. Yeah. It's fucked up. In his high um, kicking pants. Man. So uh jeans are growing right now. He um ends up um his he goes to his uncle's house, Watson, the guy who calmed him down and smoked a bowl with him that morning. Um so, walks in. Says I'm driving a dead man's truck. Yeah. And then Ooh, in court, nervous, in court later, there was a rifle in the back seat, big black truck. He said, "Check out my truck. I'm driving a dead man's truck." And when the prosecutors asked Watson if that said something ominous had occurred, he said, "In retrospect, yes." Yeah, no shit. It's like, yo, really? In retrospect, yes. How about live time? You're crazy. We took his guns away. You had to fucking talk him down from murderous rage this morning. That's, fucking it nephew. Me anxiety thinking about. Me. I've been in a couple drives situations. up in a brand new truck and says, "This is a dead man's truck," and there's a rifle in the back seat. I've been in a couple weird situations where there was Fuck. like nervous gun, like unstable, like yeah, unstable shit going on. And or like just even like without guns, like my dad was just like that was that thing where he was completely you just didn't know what was going to happen. Anything could set him off. Do you talk? Do you not talk? Do you fucking like what do you do in that situation? Right. Like this motherfucker just killed two people. Well, he the uncle makes it sound like he didn't even think anything was up until yeah. later. He was like, I should have put them pieces together. Yeah. What with him being covered in blood and having weapons and saying he just killed a man. Yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> Jesus Christ. So, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, so he goes to his sister's house. Um, he uh, he tells the sister, I just shot two men at the shooting range and shows him the pistol and the rifle. And then his as soon as he leaves, his sister calls 911. And on the recording, she said he's fucking psychotic. And he was talking kind of babble. Um, so she calls the police on him. Uh, the cops end up going to his house because they've finally put together all the shit. I bet it wasn't more babble than Conor McGregor on the fucking side of the No, I mean, no, I don't think it I was. I mean, Dave, listen to that. You can't tell what the fuck he's saying. Huh. So, a little bit of pain, huh? Yeah. He goes to get his dog, and the cops basically are watching the house. So he pulls up, goes in to get his dog, and one of the cops who's there has known him his entire life. They were like friends together as kids. He's known him his whole life. And this like, you know, he goes up to the truck that he's in. So he walks up to, to Ralph's truck and he's like, Hey man, let's talk, let's talk this out. And he's got his body cam on and the, the cop was from middle earth too. Yeah. He yeah. was from middle of uh, middle earth. Um, and the body cam uh, audio said, and this is Ralph talking. I didn't get a wink of <coughs> a wink of sleep last night. Everybody just wants to barbecue my ass right now. It was weird talking to my sister. It was all happening so fast. I didn't know if I was going insane. Is this about hell walking on earth right now? Is it voodoo that's upon us? The fucking anarchy has been killing the world. Is the apocalypse upon us right now? I can feel everybody feeling on my soul right now, Jesse, and that's not good. Yeah, that's paranoid, delusional schizophrenia, Fuck, like dude. for sure. Yeah. Like that guy is like probably like meth-induced schizophrenia or medication-induced schizophrenia. Yeah, yeah maybe. So, so he speeds off in the truck, and the cops chase after him. They get into a, a, a chase, goes up to 100 miles an hour, and then at one point the cops ram the truck, 
and they damage it. They, there's footage of the truck leaking tons of fluid. So whatever the ram did fucked it up. He ends up stopping and he surrenders to the police. Uh, they end up arresting him. Um, they don't seek the death penalty. And apparently it was a tactic because they said the prosecutors suspected that if we went for the death penalty with a mentally ill veteran veteran he might just get off he's just going to get yeah. off no one, no one on the jury is going with death on the table the people on the jury are going to be maybe unconsciously or consciously biased to let him off the hook so they end up not going for the death penalty they go for life and uh, they find him in uh, february of 2015 guilty of murder uh he gets life in prison without parole um, you should be put in a mental hospital, though, not yeah, prison. Exactly. Like, I don't understand exactly, exactly. where even that goes. Yep. Like, the judge should have been like, not prison. He's going to the mental hospital. Right. And the during the confession, when he confessed to it, to the to the Rangers, um, he said, I knew if I, talking about Kyle, I knew if I didn't take his soul, he would take mine. I was tired of fighting for my life. He's crazy. Yeah, he yeah just, man. I mean, he had Fuck. clear paranoia. I mean, he thought sure. what's his name wasn't shooting, so he's a fucking threat. Right, right. So yeah, it's like to, like I said, like all of that to me, it's like this is the war in Iraq. Yeah, like this war hero who did all this that you shit. Don't see. Yeah. He gets home with PTSD and all these injuries. He fucking gets through it, drags himself through it, tries to start helping other vets who are like this. Small town mom reaches out to him to help her fucked up son. Of course he's going to. And when, of course he's going to. And when he tries to, this guy's mentally insane and fucking murders him. And it's like the whole thing is just like, to Fuck. me, it's just like the ultimate. Like I said, you couldn't have written it. If you wrote it, you would have said it was too heavy handed. Like, come on. He killed 160 people. He was the like. It just goes to show like the effect and the weight of what happens like, yeah. of like the human fucking body being in such a heightened hyper state of like right. survival mode, you know, like everything's up adrenaline, blood pressure, like yep. constant. You can't let it down. No. Like for fucking your whole deployment, you're in that fucking mode mm-hmm. and to try to come home well, and, the, and like kick a soccer ball around with your fucking kid yeah, or go to Denny's. Right, right. Like and, you, you want to sit with your back to the wall. You don't, you want to watch the fucking door. Right, like yeah. someone drops some fucking plates and you're fucking flinching and your fucking adrenaline's kicking yeah. in. And you're, yeah. You know, yeah, it's, it's, it's um, that's tough, man. You can't turn that shit back. I mean, off, PTSD is a real fucking thing. Absolutely. I mean, people get PTSD from not war. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. you know what I Absolutely. mean. Like from all kinds your dad slapping the shit out of you. It's just post you know I mean? traumatic. Yeah, it's like I said right now, like was. I was having like anxiety a little bit of like situations with my dad where I was like putting myself in that situation where he was showing up at uncle's house right. or sister's house where I was thinking about like my dad was gonna fucking whoop my ass because. I couldn't say the wrong thing. And I was just right. like, as a little kid, just like defenseless to it and stuck. Yeah. You know, that shit's traumatizing. Stupid shit. I saw that fucking snake in my bathroom one time and couldn't walk past an extension cord and a rope. To this day, I don't like fucking yeah. snakes because yeah. a snake scared me one time, let alone something real like watching your fucking friend die. Yeah. You know, your friend get fucking blown up And it's like, like how many people did he watch die? Like, I mean, if he killed 160 people to stop them from killing yeah. Marines, I mean, how many Marines explosions, explosions people just getting scope, killed? You know what I mean? Yeah. Close up, he watched that And shit. I might have the number off, but I think one of the articles that I read, I think it said that he survived six IED explosions. Yeah. If, yeah. Is that the right number? Yeah, I want to say it was six. And it goes to show, like, some people handle it. Like, he was able to kind of fucking rein that shit in. He had, like, drinking and driving and some shit that he went through. But again, I think that's... 
I he kind of turned it I'm around a, Navy, a little bit, though. But I think it's, I'm a Navy SEAL. Yeah. Right. Like, I think the screening that gets you to that level he has is those, also, yeah, you've, yeah. Got the, you've got the, the mental guy, fortitude the other guy to shake this yeah. off and kind of reestablish yourself. Yeah, and he society. did. He had a rough time, and then he turned around right. and put that put that bad shit into positive things yeah. because that's yeah. what was helping him. Yeah. Uh, he knew he was doing good. Yep. Even though he was having troubles, he knew he was, he was still doing something positive to help fellow Marines or fellow military people. And that's kind of what kept him on the straight and narrow. Even thinking about right. simple things, man, like I, I can't do it. Like you should be an EMT. You know what I mean? Showing up to car accidents. Oh, yeah. It wasn't even like violence. Oh, it's just yeah, uh, just traumatic and, and awful yep. to come up and see anything you might fucking see. There's going to be kids and who knows what oh, happened. Yeah. And, you know, you should go, go to grandma's house and someone's grandma's on the floor because they had a heart attack. And yeah. like just those little fucking things. Yep. I can't deal with it. Like yeah, I said, I don't watch scary fucking toll, movies. I, I can't do those professions. I feel for people yeah. that anyone that has to do anything like that that they have to experience it. and those jobs have to happen man all yeah, those things do. have to occur and there's people for it it's not i mean me. it's not something that i would choose yeah. but if in the situation you know like i've i've had and i was actually i was just talking to somebody about uh we had family over and they just had two little baby twins and stuff and and we were talking and i was talking about like luke my son having seizures mm-hmm. and little i mean seizures. i've <clears throat> i've dealt with like hot and ready <laughs> You know, I've dealt with trauma, like, you know, you know, something bad happened, you know, some a cut or, you know what I mean? Like, like blood and, you know, shit all over the place, your you know, where you're just like, came out of your ball yeah, side. I mean, uh, well, I'm just saying with, <laughs> for with example, like, usually tape. like, usually like if something happens like, and like fucking Brent gets hit by a car, we're walking across the street, boom, Brent gets hit by a car. I'm just fucking, let's mouth to mouth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's do it. Let's Two yeah, fingers in my ass. Dick right in my mouth. mouth. Like, right. No, it's just assess the situation, figure out the best thing to yep. do right now and, and take care of it. He worked yeah. ass you know? into that sentence. And, you and so, one. yeah, assess. Yeah. Um, and, and, and I've been okay with that. Like I am my son though, having them fucking seizures, dude, like a different, lifeless different baby thing. in your yeah. fucking arms is your kid. Yeah. yeah. It's like, Oh my fuck. I've never felt so fucking helpless in my life. And again, you never know what's going to happen. It's like the handful of times that I've been in like a crisis situation like you, I've been, I've surprised myself at how Johnny on the spot. You shut I off and emotions like, and, and, and it was like, you, you go do done. this. You call 911. Yeah. You grab yeah. some towels. You do. And it's yeah. like, this was a someone, D&D game. For someone, the record. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Someone's yeah. got to fucking handle the shit. And it's like, I don't ever pretend that the next time some shit happens, I'm not going to fucking lose yeah. it and fucking not, you know, you don't know the, the handful of times I've been, I've been proud of how I've reacted but it's like, but it's been, nothing has been like super fucking major, major yeah. trauma, like people dying in front of me and shit. Yeah. Like I mean, it would be, you know, somebody's leg gets cut off. You're fucking wrapping it up. You're trying, you know what I mean? You're trying right. to cut off the, you know, circulation at the point, you know, like you, I'd fucking tear off my shirt and I would, you just deal with the moment. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. You like that? <laughs> and, uh, and, and, and it would, you know, you take care of it, but there's some things like that are just like, holy fuck, yeah. you know, like it, yeah. it's absolutely crazy. Yep. But, you know, other some people are built to be able to deal with that. Right. But the stress you take, like you're, you're, you're talking about, you know, Aftermath, the stress you yeah, take home, um, you know, and it's same thing, like a lot of uh, guards and people I, who are. I was are just about to say occupationally, like prison, like prison, you know, prison guards, guards have issue. They're, they're in a high tension job. All, sure. I mean, the tension that's, that's going on there. You can a never. A lot of prison guards. Got you can PTSD. never, never let your guard down. And then they get home and they beat their wife slightly harder than you should. Yeah. You know? 
Yeah, no. she didn't make the sandwich <laughs> no. right. Dave's no, and, and no. like they, they do get in those situations where you know, like they have issues with you know marital issues, and they're and they're drinking, and they're hitting their wives and right. stuff, and their kids. Right. Not all of them. I know. I know some guards that yeah, are great. You know, and sure. they're fucking great people, but some of them can't. They're handle. ugly, but they're great. Yeah, mm-hmm. those just, ones aren't even violent. Yeah, for sure. Not good yeah. looking. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, and so you can't can't fathom you know being a nurse and a trauma nurse or a trauma doctor right and that's why doctors are weird yeah doctors are not personable people uh -uh. they don't know how to talk to people they're just like yeah dave uh, there's a lump in your chest and you're gonna die right and you're like what always rhyming and shit it's awkward he wasn't a real doctor dr pepper he was a real doctor 23 sabors doctor yeah Yeah. Yeah, all the flavor so i don't know Interesting, interesting. Real bubbly guy. Just do your sponsors. You yeah. Shut your mouth, Dave. <laughs> Hurry up. Let me fucking stuttering around. You had me at spousal abuse isn't okay. <laughs> Social media winner, Ernest Russell. He the went Soch? to camp. Didn't Soch. he already, didn't he already win something? Ernest Russell? I don't know. He deserves it. Uh, sticker pack, Ernest. He you looks like... You get these like he looks like John Cena. Yeah, he has to. Dude, that picture comparison. John Cena does look like fucking Ernest. Ernest? Whatever Ernest's yeah. real name is. Yeah, Jim, Jim, Jim goes to camp. What is it? Jim Varney. Jim is he Varney. still alive? Don't think so. Yeah. I think he is. He I just say he's just not making a great movie. Who knows if John Cena's alive? You can't see him. No one knows. Uh, that's, no. True. <laughs> that's true. Yeah, can't see him. I still uh, remember to this day, by the way, a time we were both. What's his name? Varney. Jim Varney. Jim. Brad and I were both uh, walking up to the studio, and we were parked on opposite <laughs> ends of the street. And as we were walking towards each other, I gave him the X Pac suck it <laughs> chop <laughs> over my crotch, and I was like, "I just won. There's no. What are you gonna do? You can't come back right. from that." And he fucking deflected me with a "You can't see me," <laughs> and I was like, "God damn it, you won! You know, you know, <laughs> like you totally won." It'd be funny if you ever ran into John Cena in like real life. You just pretend like you can't see him. Just like, <laughs> yeah, he's like running into him. Like, what the what hell? Yeah. What is this? Jesus like a wall, here. wall right here. Happening. Uh, Ernest, Russell. I didn't see you there. Ernest Russell. Unfortunately, we can see you. Sir. He's dead. Yeah. yeah. Did he um, die? Jim Varney's dead. Yeah. Going to get a sticker pack from Printer Cheap. Uh, Frankie Pigeons is going to reach out and get your info. We're going to mail that out to you. Really appreciate it. Um, also, we're part of the Podbelly Podcast Network. You can go to podbelly.com and check out other cool podcasts like Hillbilly Horror Stories. Got like, lots of nice things to say about him, but, mm-hmm. I, but I won't. Brad wants me to move on. I'll just, it's, yes. Sorry. Yes. Sorry about that. Ectoplasm, you guys it's are pretty, pretty good too. Like when you do it, you know, if Dave's on there, you guys are pretty good. Otherwise, I don't know. Ghost stories are bullshit. But I believe Dave. I don't think Dave would make anything up. But if you like ghost yeah, he's stories. He's not a writer or no, anything. No, I think you're going to the, the wrong way. way. Another way? Yeah. Oh, I see what happened there. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> wow. I think you're doing great. Jason's cool. I like him. Um, check that out. Eye. Podbelly.com. Good year. Um, also, check out uh, El Yucateco Hot Sauce. That is our primary sponsor. Um, it is nutritious, delicious. If you find it in the wild, take a picture, tag us, tag them. Every week, we give away what we call the hot sack or hot box depending on what we got and what mm. container it is arriving in. Um, if you want to participate in that, just get on social media and post and tag us. Um, specifically, we do go request it on Facebook, but any form of social media on the social, as Dave calls it, mm-hmm. um, you can what participate. Everyone's yeah. That is what everyone's calling it now. Yeah. I mean, since last week. Yeah, the social. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> you even change the stickers on all the stuff you're mailing out. Post this <clears throat> shit on the social. On the social. Yeah. 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 I want to spell it different, though. No. Spell it different. Yeah. going in there. Social, like SOC. Yeah. SOC. Well, yeah, yeah you're like abbreviating to social, me, though. though. Yeah. There's going to be a little symbol. A little. No. Yeah, there's going to be something there. Put a tilde on it. Yeah. That doesn't good. do it, though. It's the wrong symbol. 
I don't know. Check it out. Talicize Hot sauce it. is delicious. Italicize it. it. Yeah. That would do it. Yeah. That, yeah. that gives like some action yep. to it. Yep. Um, check out the hot sauce. Also check out Print Dirt Cheap. Go to printdirtcheap.com and you can order stickers. If you've got a podcast, a business, a band, something like that, and you need stickers, um, they are pretty invincible. They survived through this fucking awful Bakersfield heat for years at a time. We have proven to be <clears throat> a Bakersfield test lab. For mm-hmm. for, yeah, for cheap cheap. that's why their headquarters is yeah. here. Yeah, fucking check it out. Yeah. Go over there. Use code Sofa King Podcast to save some money. I wonder if they could do motorcycle graphics for me. Probably, probably. Mm-hmm. Um, also, check out Jimmy D's Tees. Um, he makes T-shirts and stickers and things such as that for us. Um, go to JimmyD'sTees.com and uh, he can make stuff for you. Um, he also makes some stuff that we sell at SofaKingPodcast.com forward slash shop. Go check that out. Um, also check out SKR Apparel at S-U-I-K-E-R Apparel.com and use code SofaKing to save some money when you do that. Um, check out RetroVague at RetroVague.com um, if you're into 80s inspired stuff. Cool stuff over there and use code 80s Kid to save some money as well. I think. Does, she own, does she own SKR Apparel.com? Yeah. Why? Or yeah. S-U-I? No, does she own? I don't know. Yeah, she needs that'd be a little easier. Mm, she's a pot snorter. Who knows what she yeah, what she does. Those, those yeah, pot snorter heads. Like a coke a coke smoker. Yeah. yeah yep. the same thing. She got her drugs confused. Yeah, heroin drinker. Yeah. You can smoke cocaine though. You can. Yeah, you can. It's crack. It's crack. You yeah. can snort pot. Different. You could. probably could, yeah. You can, yeah. Well you can't. Yeah, you, you can eat yogurt. Yeah. It's true. You can, you can snort yogurt. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. How do you do it normally? That's weird. I, I avoid yogurt. Oh. He had a Gross. bad incident where he coughed one time during a blowjob. He doesn't eat yogurt anymore. Ate a yogurt and dreams of killing goats. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's gone too far. Nightmares. Uh, anyway. That's that's it. All You're done? All mm-hmm. right. Finally. Jesus fucking Christ. And I'll throw out one, though. Uh, if, you're, uh, if you listen to Mindframe, oh. the fiction podcast, uh, we recently readjusted our patron tiers. And um, we wanted to get more people involved in the in the sit down episodes and get more mm. conversation on this. the social with sit down yeah. episodes. Just said this on the other episode. Uh, I, should, I, I, I forgot. forgot yeah, but uh, so we've dropped the patronage to get the sit down episodes to a buck. So if you are a mind frame listener, um, now is your chance to oh, get in and get the, model. to get the yeah to get the bonus episodes. Nice. <coughs> and. Mm-hmm. Um, if you were waiting to binge, there's there's like fifty, there's a lot, almost there, sixty episodes. To there's binge a lot now, there. for I sure. Mean, you've got like, you've got a good like twenty or thirty hours worth of worth of content sitting there. Well, so. That's just nice. chapters, and then more than and that, then the for sit downs, sure. and then the are much longer now. than the chapters. Yeah. So, so anyway, it's a buck. Uh, if you're interested, if you like Mindframe, uh, go in there. If you haven't listened to it yet, if you've been dragging your feet, now is the time. There's a lot of material out there now to check out. So. Go to uh, mindframepodcast.com or just fucking Google it and download it. Yep. Um, so, uh, again, as we round out the episode, we're trying to give back to our listeners by letting some of our people who were so close to becoming a Sculpt Member of the Month, we want to mm-hmm. let them know why they fell short, uh, no. something that, that they could some improve. Some of them are just short. Some of them are just short. Some, something you could it. improve. So a dollar um, toothbrush would fix it in some cases. Yeah. In some, some cases. Deodorant. Some cases. Simple. You know? yeah, yeah, yeah. simple. Some of them are simple. simple. <clears throat> so uh, Justin Cox, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. he sent us photos of his witch's nipple. Yeah. Right? And everything else was cool. And we were like, we all that we said was like, you know, if we do uh, accept you as sculpt member of the month, we would want like a good photo that we could publish on the Soch. 
And he was like, oh, okay. And then, you know, I was expecting just like a, a headshot, just like a regular photo right. of, you know, him at the, at the lake or something. And it was just a close up of his, of his chest. And you could see all three of his nipples. It was just yeah. a shot of his witch's nipple. Right. Which was offensive. And because my mom was a witch and she didn't have a witch's nipple. And I thought, my mom was a witch. <laughs> I thought that he was making fun of my mom. <laughs> and it was just weird. Like this that's your personal. headshot. So that's me your headshot and, is so, your witch's nipple. Yeah. And me and Brent didn't have any issues. Like we thought it was, but Dave had. Yeah, I had, had He sent this weird video though. And he was like, I don't even know like, the language of some sort. I was like, are you like, I don't know. There was audio. Was, you couldn't tell what was going on. You could hear all this. And I was like, are you speaking in tongues? And he's like, no, right. Justin Cox. Like, hmm. <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that, that was what turned Brent off. Yeah. I didn't mind that part. Yeah. yeah. No, that actually turned him on. Yeah. 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 As yeah. I said, we didn't have an issue. Oh, with I he see. didn't send I me see. a video at all right. or a yeah. picture. Yeah. And I was like, oh, seems like a cool guy. Mostly because it angered me. Yeah. You know? Mostly. 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 Yeah. <laughs> Brad there. Brad's rubbing off on me. So. Um, those are hard to come up with. Yeah, like, I, I work hard sometimes yeah, to come up with those. Mostly is a great Bradism. Yeah. That's a really yeah. good one. I work hard sometimes yeah, yeah, yeah. to come up with those, those most mixtures. Mostly. And, and they are. I brought it. I brought it. Yeah, you, you did. Most I'm, just, I'm just putting great. them out there. Yeah, so mostly it was the witch's nipple that, that turned us off. So if we ask for a headshot for the Soch, don't take a picture. I, I think, I can't even say it was necessarily the witch's nipple. Just, I, we just wanted a headshot. We didn't want nipples. No nipples needed to be involved. Or me, personally. I'm, right. It's just, mm. you know, you guys didn't mind. So next was, uh, Matthew Owens. Yeah, he'd be owing me some money. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's, that's the problem. That's part of the problem. Yeah, you can't owe me money and no. then it, want something from me. Right, it just doesn't work out that way. Right, so and just pay so. your debts. Yeah, pay your public debts. and private. Yeah. His actual name is Matt Smith. Like when we check his driver's license, that's mm-hmm. just from fucking reputation. Yeah, calling him Matthew Owens. Owens yeah, yeah. He's always yeah. owing somebody. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So again. You know, yeah, it's, it's quite simple. Again, this is the simple yep, thing: deodorant, exactly. toothbrush. Yeah, all debts, public and private. Yeah, yeah. settle your debts, bro. Settle your debts. And it wasn't even a lot of money. No, it was like a, it was like enough to pay for a burrito. Yeah, mm-hmm. like you can't pay you can't pay Brad back for a burrito. It I mean, was, for the record, it wasn't for a burrito. No, it wasn't. No. It was enough to buy a burrito. Yeah, what's private? Yeah. Yeah. I won't put. No, you I'm last. not getting into it. I yeah. just said it's enough to buy a burrito. Yeah, yeah. a Chipotle burrito, which is. You know, nine bucks. Yeah, depending on yeah. whether or not you're getting it delivered. Mm-hmm. Point yeah, of the story getting, is, it wasn't delivered. a lot. It wasn't a lot. <laughs> it wasn't a lot, and he ain't paying. Yeah. <laughs> it was, no, was he it, said he said it wasn't a lot. Yeah. No, was it wasn't it a lot. In, was it wrapped in tinfoil? What's that? The money? No, the thing. No. <laughs> okay. No, it was in a box. That. <laughs> <laughs> it's wrapped in tinfoil. It looked like a little yeah. chubby conspiracy wizard. Yep. <clears throat> So, and then finally, we have simply April. Mm, well, we weren't really going to, we were going to scratch her off the list completely. Mm-hmm. Um, but then as we started looking into it, it got where we were like, okay, there's possibilities here. Um, you know, she has had a lot of traumatic experiences in the past, lost her family, doesn't know her last name, has amnesia. Right. Uh, she was given April. Uh, while they were doing scientific experiments on her to see if she could remember like the alphabet and do hand and sign language. That was just the month that mm-hmm. she was found. Yeah. Right. So it was on her file. Yeah. That's the first thing she read. Yeah. So we, we figured like there was a couple things. Uh, first of all, shave. Right. Um, she's very mm-hmm. hairy. Yes. And um, she wasn't a movie. 
Oh, was she? Yeah, Congo. You don't remember? That? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but she has no recollection of that, right? Uh, because of the amnesia. Yeah. And so, yeah. So Not one of the, before she started shaving. So yeah, one right. of the one of the biggest things just shave, mm-hmm. and then um, she was also on Pussy Beards from Outer Space Part Two. Yeah. Oh, was she? Yeah, Who'd she play? Who'd she play? She almost won a Gucci for that. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's impressive. Yeah, Vic- Gucci. Yeah, she yeah. played, she played yeah. Victoria. Mm. Yeah, Victoria Lips. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. Victoria Lips. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, she's done well. I think, I think yeah. <laughs> Did she do Congo first or was she Victoria? That was before. Was she Victoria was before. Lips? Was yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's like yeah. skeleton in your closet yeah. kind of shit. Yeah. Hey, Congo was, was actually the, produced by Vivid. Yeah. yeah so yeah, it, wasn't, yeah, it yeah. might not be the one you're thinking yeah. of. Like, you guys, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, you know, anyway. So, yeah, she just needs to do a couple. Like I said, shave and really just clean up and uh, just have a better attitude in general. Yeah, a bad attitude, yeah. mostly. She gets it because she, she, you know, her name's April and they, you know, she was born in April mm-hmm. and it was kind of muggy where she was from and gloomy. And so she takes on that attitude, yeah. you know, because of the spring, you know, weather. Yeah, spring, the famous spring gloom. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the spring gloom. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and so, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So really just general attitude and um and you know shaving. Yeah. So that so that's it. it. So All yeah, right. thank you for uh for uh thinking of being a sculpt member of the month. Uh, we'll keep giving tips throughout this month and then next yeah. month we'll go back to to appointing our month long <laughs> sculpt members. So uh, Victoria go. lives. Yeah. So uh, if you're on Reddit, go to r4 slash Podcast, uh, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. We are at Podcast. Personal Instagrams, I'm at Raised with Wolves. Sofaking Britain, Sofaking Dave. That's that's all me. And Hikiteko um, underscore Hot Sauce, Jimmy D's Teas, and uh, Podbelly. And Mindframe. Don't forget Mindframe. Yes. Let's get our power retro vague. Go give them some love. And um, that's pretty much it. Patreon.com black slash Podcast. Support the show. Don't be retarded. Thank mm-hmm. you.